Hello and welcome to the Make Happiness Happen podcast. I'm your host, Shelly, and today we are going to talk about the stories that we tell ourselves and the impact that those stories can have on our authentic happiness. Hi, I'm Shelly Covert, and I have a question for you. Are you tired of putting on a fake smile and pretending you're happy when you're really not? Are you ready to stop chasing happiness and create it instead? This world we live in makes us believe we need something newer or bigger or better to be happy. But guess what? That's not real happiness. I'm going to teach you what I've learned about creating real, authentic happiness. So if you're ready to stop faking it and be happy for real, you're in the right place. This is the Make Happiness Happen podcast. So I'm reading Mark Batterson's book, Do It For A Day, How to Make or Break Any Habit in 30 Days. Now, I've included a link to the book in the show notes. It is an affiliate link, but that just means that if you use that link to purchase the book, I get a small percentage back, which helps me pay for this podcast. And I do promise to only share links for products that I use and I love. So if you decide to get Mark's book, which I highly recommend, I'd really appreciate it if you'd use my link in the show notes. Day 10 in Do It For A Day is titled Fix Your Focus. In this chapter, Mark talks about the importance of the stories that we tell ourselves and how those stories can have an impact on our lives. And if they're impacting our life, they're for sure impacting our authentic happiness. So have you ever thought about the stories you tell yourself, the stories about the events in your life and why they happened to you or how they impacted you? Think about something that happened in your life recently. It could be something as little as getting a super awesome parking spot at the grocery store, one of my favorite things, (laughs) or maybe it was somebody cutting you off as you were driving to the grocery store. Not as much fun. So do you remember the thoughts that ran through your head when you first saw that awesome parking spot? Or what about the thoughts when that person cut in front of you as you were driving to the grocery store? Or maybe instead of the grocery store, maybe you're remembering when a person you care about said or did something that really hurt your feelings. Now, I tend to talk to myself a lot, which means I can totally hear the stories running through my head for each of these situations. But I'm going to be honest with you here and tell you that the most consistent story that runs through my head, it happens when someone I care about does or says something that hurts my feelings or makes me feel unappreciated. Actually, it doesn't even really have to be someone I care about. It just could be anybody who says or does something negative to me. That's when the stories start to run through my head. And the story usually goes something like this. Why does this always happen to me? Why do people have to be so mean? Why doesn't anyone care what I think? Why can't anyone ever put me first? Those all sound pretty negative, don't they? Unfortunately, the negative stories are usually the ones that pop into my head first, and I'm guessing that's probably true for most of us. Would you agree? Are the stories in your head mostly positive, or are they mostly negative? So in day 10 of Do It For A Day, Mark talks about cognitive repraisal, which is a fancy term for telling yourself a different story about what's happening. It's flipping the script by looking at your circumstances from a different vantage point. Mark quotes Dr. Martin Seligman, a former president of the American Psychological Association, who says that we all have an explanatory style. So, quote, explanatory style is the manner in which you habitually explain to yourself why events happen. So what I found so interesting is that it's not actually the events that make or break us. It's how we are explaining those events to ourselves. So it's the stories that we're telling ourselves about those events that make or break us. So if I tell myself that the person who cut me off was out to get me, it's probably going to put me in a sour mood. 
What if instead I think about what might be distracting them and I say a quick prayer that everything is okay in their life? That changes my perspective of the situation. The same goes for when someone does something that hurts my feelings. Now, maybe a better way to say it is something that I let hurt my feelings. Because ultimately, how I respond to a situation is up to me. And it is usually impacted by the story I just told myself about the situation. So, how do I not let my feelings be hurt? How do I change my feelings? Mark says, your feelings don't determine your circumstances. Your feelings are a function of your focus. Simply put, your focus determines your reality. How do we fix our thoughts? By fixing our focus. So there's a marriage guru named Gary Smalley, and he says that most marriages are 80% good and 20% bad. The problem is that most people focus on the 20% that's bad. That might explain why the divorce rate is so high in this country. I kind of feel like this 80% good and 20% bad ratio could actually apply to most things, like friendships, jobs, drivers on the road, to-do lists, all those things, right? Well, what if instead of focusing on the 20% that's bad, we flipped the script and started focusing on the 80% that's good? I wonder if we'd experience more happiness in life. I wonder if we'd spread more happiness to others. Do you remember several episodes ago when I talked about remembering that no matter how bad things seem for us, there is actually someone who is dealing with something even worse? Well, guess what? There's actually a scientific term for that, and it's called downward counterfactual. So using this technique might be a good first step to help you learn how to change your focus from the 20% bad to the 80% good. When something bad happens, instead of getting stuck in that headspace, remind yourself that the person you're letting affect your feelings might be dealing with something that you have no comprehension of. They might be dealing with something worse than anything you've ever dealt with. Let that bring up some feelings of compassion for them so that you can release the negative feelings and instead focus on the 80% that's good in your life. So this concept of changing my focus, of choosing what I focus on, and how that can change my life, well, it made me think about being a people pleaser. So Mark shares this quote from Charles Horton Cooley. I am not what I think I am, and I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Say that three times fast, right? (laughs) In all seriousness, though, that's a pretty deep thought. I'm not who I think I am, and I'm not who you think I am. I'm really who I think you think I am. In other words, the person I am is who you think I am. I know you might have to listen to that a couple of times, but trust me, does that thinking, does that give you any power in choosing who you are? No, it doesn't. That type of thinking is all about trying to figure out who everyone else thinks you are. I feel like this is the predominant type of thinking we have in our social media society right now. So many people determine their worth by the number of likes and clicks that they get on social media. They don't feel that they are successful unless everyone else thinks they are successful. Isn't that exactly what this quote is saying? If I think that you think I'm a failure, then I feel like a failure, right? So Cooley calls this our looking glass self. And Mark says that this is our sense of self that we base on how we believe others see us. I call this being a people pleaser, and it's how I feel like I've lived most of my life. Now, let me tell you something else. It's an exhausting way to live life. Okay, think of all the energy you're spending trying to figure out what people think of you. Let's go back to that person who cut you off while you're driving to the grocery store. It's like trying to figure out what they were thinking when they cut you off, why they would be mad at you or why they would want to be rude to you. Okay, when in fact, their actions probably had nothing to do with you. 
they were probably trying to figure out what the person in front of them who cut them off was thinking of, right? <laughs> okay. Well, instead of wasting all this energy and focus on trying to figure out what people are thinking of us, we should instead flip that focus to ourselves, to who we want to be, to how we want to show up in this world, and to the happiness that we want to share with others. Wouldn't you rather be a positive light in this world? Wouldn't you rather focus on the 20% that is good? And wouldn't you rather help others learn to do the same? Maybe, instead of focusing on what I think other people are thinking of me, maybe, just maybe, I should focus on who I want to be. So, this is where we go back to that gratitude journal, that daily habit of finding one thing that you're genuinely grateful for and writing it down. You want to know why this is so important and so powerful? Well, do you remember my red Prius story? Remember how I didn't see any red Priuses until the day I bought mine? Remember how I started seeing them everywhere from that point forward? Well, it kind of felt like everyone went out and bought a red Prius on the very same day I did. Now, I know that's not true, but that is how it felt, right? Well, my friends, that is the power of your brain and the cluster of cells at the base of your brainstem called the reticular activating system. That's the part of the brain that determines what you notice. And that's why it's so important to decide what you're going to focus on. Because if you focus on the things that are wrong, you're always going to see something that's wrong. But if you focus on the things that are right, you're always going to find good in the world. Doesn't that sound like a better way to live? So let's start today and decide to focus on happiness, real authentic happiness. And when you do, you'll naturally start to notice the things that increase the authentic happiness in your life. Now remember that what you focus on expands, so choose wisely. And until next time, my friends, choose to be happy. As always, thank you so much for tuning into the Make Happiness Happen podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. And even better, leave a positive review. If you want to dive deeper into the topics and discussions we have here, I would encourage you to head over to makehappinesshappen.com and sign up for my newsletter. It's the best way for us to get to know each other even better. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on the Make Happiness Happen podcast. <music>